0: Happy Resurrection Day, and welcome to the Linked Up Church Podcast. We are passionate about connecting people to God, family, purpose, and community. Today, Pastor Joel Gregory comes with an inspiring message entitled, The Legacy of the Cross. Get your pen and your pad ready, and let's go into the worship center and hear what God has for us today.
1: So let's talk about today the legacy of the cross. And we're going to really focus on discipleship. Legacy by definition means anything handed down from the past as from an ancestor or predecessor. Discipleship is a follower or a student, especially a follower of Jesus, one who lives and acts like Christ. Do I have anyone in this room today that lives and acts like Christ on a daily basis? That was three people. I said, do I have anyone in this room today who lives and acts like Christ on a daily basis? Let me ask the question differently. Do I have anyone in this room that desires to live? Okay, There, there we go. There we go. There we go. And so, Jesus left us the terms of discipleship. What does it mean to be a disciple of Christ? What does it mean to be a follower of Christ? A lot of us we we identify ourselves as Christians, right? Which means to be Christ-like. Probably know there's a higher level that God's calling us to, and it's called discipleship. One of the challenges today is that many people think that when they become a Christian. They simply add Jesus to their lives. So, in other words, he becomes a part of the mix. He's not our life. He's just in the mix of our lives. So, today we're going to look at a text of Scripture that I believe is one of the most challenging passages in the entire Bible. It's a call for the followers of Christ to love him and his people, listen to this, more than we love ourselves. It's a call to examine ourselves and our treasures to see just how we line up. And Jesus is pretty clear what his legacy is and what the terms of his discipleship are. I don't know about you, but I still live in honor of my mother. A lot of us, when we've had good parents, I mean, we want to continue to live out what it is that they put inside of us. So much so that I will say things like, I wouldn't do that because I know that would, even though she's gone, that would bring embarrassment to my mother and the sacrifices that she made to help me be who I am today. So through the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ, he had this slogan that as he went from city to city, the slogan was repeated over and over Because he knew we needed to be reminded again and again. And that is the importance of being his disciple. I mean, we are all a disciple of somebody. But we're talking about the importance of being his disciples. He would always say, whoever keeps his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. Matthew, Luke, and John all recorded this particular slogan as Jesus was on the earth. How many know? Because it has so much important importance, all three of them felt like or, or felt the need to coin it and pin it. And if you understand Scripture, the Bible says that we can form doctrine out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. So, anytime Jesus says something repeatedly, how many of y'all know it's serious to him? And we need to pay really close attention. Let's read Matthew's account of that phrase. Matthew 16, I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. Verse 24 and 25 said, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If you truly want to follow me, you should at once completely reject and disown your own life. And you must be willing to share my cross and experience it as your own. And as you continually surrender to my ways, for if you choose self-sacrifice and lose your lives for my glory, you will continually discover true life. But if you choose to keep your lives for yourselves, you will forfeit what you try to keep. Luke's version of this in uh, chapter 17, verse 33 says, all who are obsessed with being secure in life will lose it, all, including their lives. But those who let go of their lives and surrender them to me will discover true life. John's account reads this way, chapter 12, verse 25. The person who loves his life and pampers himself will miss true life. But the one who detaches his life from this world and abandons himself to me will find true life and enjoy it forever. So the question for all of us today is, is your life about Christ or is your life about you? Let's read our foundation text in Luke chapter 9. We'll read verses 23 through 27, and we'll read again out of the Passion Translation. Jesus said to all of his followers, if you truly desire to be my disciple, so then there must be a difference between a follower and a disciple. I mean, many people follow, but very few become a disciple. He said, if you truly desire to be my disciple, then you must disown your life completely. Embrace my cross as your own. And surrender to my ways. For if you choose self sacrifice, giving up your lives for my glory, you will embark on a discovery of more and more of true life. But if you choose to keep your lives for yourselves, you will lose what you try to keep. Verse 25 even if you gain all the wealth and power of this world, everything it could offer you. Let yet lost your soul in the process, what good is that? So why then are you ashamed of being my disciple? Are you ashamed of the revelation truth I give to you? I, the Son of Man, will one day return in my radiant brightness with the holy angels and in the splendor and majesty of my Father, and I will be, and I will be ashamed of all who are ashamed of me. You know, a lot of churches today have gotten away from the altar call. And what I mean by the altar call is people coming down front and acknowledging publicly that I want to make Jesus Christ my personal Lord and Savior. And so I just couldn't buy it because he wasn't ashamed to hang on that cross naked on my behalf. Come on, somebody. He wasn't ashamed to be beaten and whipped publicly, right? For he took shame so that I wouldn't have to have it for the rest of my life. And so that's why to this day I still invite those who are unashamed to come forward and say publicly I will declare that I need Jesus Christ in my life as my personal Lord and Savior. Because we don't want to be those that when he returns because we were ashamed of him while we were on earth. He said, now I'm ashamed of you before my Father, which is in heaven. Verse 27, but I promise you this, that there are some of you, and I can't wait to tell you today what this phrase means. There are some of you standing here right now and some of you sitting in this room right now and some of you watching online right now who will not die until you have witnessed the presence and the power of God's kingdom realm. And I can't wait to tell you what that means today. So look at our points today. Letter A: following Christ means loving him more than yourself. Which means you're going to have to be inconvenient sometimes. Come on, somebody. You will have to get up early sometimes. You'll have to do more than what's required. Come on. You'll have to be talked about even though you're doing right and and your best intentions are to love on this person. You're going to have to be rejected. Come on, somebody. You're going to have to be left alone. You're going to have to give to a lot of people expecting nothing in return. Glory to God. Following Christ means loving him more than yourself. Let's remind ourselves what verse 23 and 24 said. Jesus said to all of his followers, if you truly desire to be my disciple, then you must disown your own life completely. What does that mean? And embrace my cross as your own and surrender to my ways. All he's simply saying is to bear your own cross means that you stop doing things your way and you embrace his ways. And folks, everything in the kingdom is completely opposite to what this world shows you. If you want to go up in the kingdom, then you must humble yourself and go down. If you want to receive, then you first must give. Come on, if you want friends, then you have to show yourself friendly. Everything is opposite in the kingdom. For if you choose self-sacrifice, giving up your life for my glory you will embark on a discovery of more and more true life. But if you choose to keep your lives for yourselves, you will lose what you try to keep. Jesus gives us three pieces to this puzzle of discipleship. Number one, the first piece given by Jesus in this text is that anyone who would be a follower of Jesus must deny themselves. How many know that is not always the easiest thing to do? And if you're anything like me, my flesh wakes up every day and wants to do wrong. Come on, it wants to eat wrong. It wants to look at the wrong things. It wants to say the wrong things, right, every day. And every day you choose to do it his way, you are denying yourself. Secondly, the second piece is that this person must not only deny self, This person must also die to self. That's what the phrase means, take up your cross daily. Mm -hmm. Not just on Sunday. But to take up your cross daily. Paul said, I die daily. This means to be ready to bear the afflictions of this life knowing that God has designed them for our Christian growth and maturity. Folks, life is not going to be easy. A lot of times we think because we get saved, that makes everything all right. No, because you got saved, you just entered into a war. And you are on the battlefield. You must respond to all afflictions in a godly manner. These are the afflictions that fall in the realm of God's eternal purposes. Suffering for doing right. Anybody ever suffered and you actually did right in that situation, right? This is the kind of afflictions we must bear. How I many know oh, life is not going to be fair, but life is always going to work out. Right? Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. I don't even care what you're going through right now. You should go through it with your head up high and your shoulders back, knowing that my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has already delivered me from this. And his death, burial, and resurrection signifies that i have already won. So if you are experiencing afflictions right now, it's okay to thank God in the midst of it. It's okay to have joy in the midst of it. It's okay to give God glory right in the midst of it because you know you are coming out as bright as gold on the other side. I'm speaking to somebody in this room. I'm speaking to somebody watching online right now. You will come out greater than what you went in. Your clothes will not smell like smoke. Come on, somebody, you will come out better on the other side because you responded the right way. We must bear up the afflictions for the glory of God. Every time life hits us, folks, it's an opportunity to show the world that God is good in a situation that in the natural doesn't look good. That's what I love about my wife so much. Everything that she's been through, you will never look at her and tell. Every time I see her, I tell her, you don't look like what you've been through, girl. Because she's still thinking about other people, still loving on other people, still praying for other people. She's in her hospital bed after waking up from surgery, texting encouragement to other people. You know why? Because it will never take her out. What she's going through will be used for God's glory. And when we get a greater revelation of that, we'll realize that everything that comes to us, God has already brought us through it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Number three, the final piece indicates that we are ready to follow Jesus when we deny ourselves and when we die to ourselves. These words clearly understood means that we must keep on following Christ. We have to walk as he walked. We have to love as he loved. And we have to speak as he spoke. Your words have power. Somebody say, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Do you believe that today? I said, do you believe that today? Come on, say this with me. Say nay in all things. I am more than a conqueror through him who loves me. Do you believe that today? That means that whatever you're dealing with right now, you're not just a conqueror. You're more than a conqueror in that situation. God will give you a decisive victory. You won't win on a last-second shot. You will blow your enemy out by 30 points or better. Glory to God. But you've got to know that. I like what Jesus says here in these areas. He really answers the question that many of us might ask. Why would we want to give up ourselves? Jesus explains this, that in doing so, that we will, receive a, we, will, we will receive far greater than what we ever gave up. Whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. What does that mean? Whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. What does that really mean? Whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. And I can remember graduating from college with big dreams, and I get hired at Ford Motor Company, and I'm currently a basketball coach, and we're launching something called the Triple Threat Organization. And in our mind, we're going to take over the city, and we're going to rebuild the parks. And we're going to give back to the communities. And we're going to develop mentorship, tutoring, and career awareness programs for the young people. Ford Motor Company then gives me a promotion. And they put me at the National Education Development and Training Center to do exactly just that. Develop a mentorship, tutoring, and career awareness program. And then God says, go to Bible school. (laughs) How many of you know that was not a part of So then this is how I justified it. I'll go to Bible school, but it's just to learn about the Bible. I will never be a pastor. True story. When you talk about losing your life, that means you're willing to do whatever he asks you to do. Even if it's different than the plans you have for your own life. Come on, I need a little better amen in this place today. All right? All right? And I'm not talking about pastoring. What if he asked you to serve on a Saturday, but that's your golf day? Will you make golf more important than God? Come on, Pastor. My Lord. See, and we can kind of weave that into a whole lot of areas of our lives. Because we serve God out of convenience today and not out of commitment. A follower does things out of convenience. A disciple does everything out of commitment. The word save here is a Greek word. Whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. The Greek word here is sozo, and it literally means to deliver, to protect, to preserve, to heal, to do well, and to be made whole. So notice every time you deny yourself, you save yourself. You preserve your life more. You cause yourself to do well. Come on. You make your life whole. Every time you say no to self and yes to God, you position yourself to do better letter B following Christ means loving him more than material goods Luke 9 25 says even if you gain the wealth and power of this world everything it could offer you yet you lost your soul in the process what good is that another translation says what good is it if you gain the whole world and lost your own soul Jesus is very clear here those who live for themselves never get what they desire, and in fact, end up with nothing. But those who deny themselves and live for Christ rather than live for themselves, they find what they desire and end up with everything. Come on, somebody ought to thank God for that moment right there. Jesus wants all of us to be good investors. How many of y'all consider yourself an investor? I consider myself an investor. He wants all of us to be good investors. So losing self for Christ's sake will result in an infinitely better return if if we were to hoard our own present commodities. So lose, give now, and there will be a great reward. So if you understand investing, how many know you have to play the long game? Right? You can't invest today and expect to get a big harvest today. Right? You've got to invest today knowing that in the future there's going to be a great return on this. Everybody clear on that? Yeah. So I watched when I was on a plane flight probably five, six years ago, the Steve Jobs documentary. Has anyone in here ever seen that? Okay, I'll give you a brief synopsis of that. Steve Jobs announced that he would resign as CEO of Apple Computers, right? You all remember that. His influence and creativity launched Apple to the top of the industry with company value exceeding mobile oil. And he did all of this from his garage 14 years prior with one of his high school classmates. Steve had leanings, and you saw this in the documentary, towards Buddhism and New Age teaching. And he seemingly, uh, in the natural, gained the whole world. Unless something changed, he could have also forfeited his soul in the process. So Steve is a very good businessman, promoter, and inventor. However, when it comes to eternal issues, we could say he was a poor investor. So Jesus is pressing on the fact that he alone must be our treasure. What real profit is it if you're so concerned with material goods that you forget the most important commodity, which is your soul? And if you see what he's setting up here, we spend most of our lives chasing material. And very little of our lives impacting our souls. So what good... Is it if the founder of Apple computers died a multi-billionaire, but he forfeited his own soul? In other words, he leaves all of his wealth behind, and in a sense, he leaves his soul behind as well. So, Jesus' logic goes like this. If all we do while on earth is build up things for our life now, we will eventually lose everything. But if we build eternal things, we will save our lives forever. Do I have any good investors in here today? And I pray if you didn't get anything else out of that tonight, if you got all the women in the world and you lost your soul, that would be the worst thing you could have ever done with your life. If you built the greatest business in the world and you lost your soul, it would be the worst investment you could have ever made in your life. And all Jesus is saying, remember, he's telling this to his disciples because he knows he's getting ready to leave. And he already knows the character of the world is to chase stuff. Mm-hmm. And all he's saying is if you chase me, I'll make the stuff chase you. Okay. I want you to listen clearly to what I'm saying. Jesus wants you to have everything. Steve Jobs could have had all of that and Jesus, and that would have been the greatest good he could have done on earth. My prayer, though, is that someone got to him before he left, and he received Jesus Christ as his personal Lord and Savior. That's my prayer. Let her see. Because Christ is our treasure, we are not ashamed. Luke 9, 26, out of the Passion Translation says, So why then are you ashamed of being my disciple? Are you ashamed of the revelation truth that I give to you? I, the Son of Man, will one day return in my radiant brightness with the holy angels and in the splendor and majesty of my Father. Watch this. And I will be ashamed of all who are ashamed of me. Do I have any unashamed believers watching online or in the room today? (laughs) all right i want you to demonstrate that you are not ashamed by lifting up both hands come on opening up your mouth come on and giving god a unashamed praise and worship come on glorify his holy name come on give him the glory that is due unashamedly god you are good you are great and there is none like you I will tell of your goodness on the rooftop, on the mountaintops, in the alley, come on, in the CEO boardroom, it doesn't matter where I'm at. Jesus, you are good. You are great and you are greatly to be praised. And I have no shame in being called a child of the most high God. Who are you, Joel Gregory? I am a child of the Most High God. I am saved, sanctified. Filled with the Holy Ghost and that with a mighty burning fire. I pray in other tongues gladly and boldly. Come on, somebody. I live in the victory that Christ provided for me on Calvary. Every day I get up, this is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. If you woke up, if you had breath in your lungs, you have something to be glad about. If you are not in a hospital with tubes up your nose come on somebody you have something to be glad about somebody ought to give God a real good praise in this place today I will never be ashamed of the gospel of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ he hung for me publicly I'll tell his story publicly hallelujah Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's close right here, letter D. It's not all future. How many of y'all know God is not interested in just blessing you in the eternal realm? How many of you know God wants to bless you now? Come on, somebody say, God wants to bless me now. Ty- type that in, God wants to bless me now. Make now all capitals, capital N, capital O, capital W. Say it again. God wants to bless me now. Come on, say it again. God wants to bless me now. Come on, say it like you mean it. Say it with your chest. When? Now. Yesterday. Now. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Now. There are benefits, folks and being a disciple of Jesus Christ. You know, my wife was supposed to come home Tuesday. She came home Saturday. They they were supposed to do two surgeries. They did one surgery. I said, there are benefits to serving God now. As soon as we walked in, the first room we walked in, Rick, the, the lady's there. She says, what is your name? I said, Joel Gregory. She said, linked up church. She said, I watch y'all every weekend. She said, where are you from? I said, I'm from Detroit. Where are you from? She said, I'm from Detroit. Now, my wife is laying right here on the bed. I said, what school did you go to? She said, "Cast Tech. I said, my wife went to Cass Tech. She said, oh, I got her. I'm going to take care of her for this. Come on, somebody. Somebody ought to, come on. Come on, only God can set that kind of stuff. Come on, only God can supernaturally put somebody that went to the same high school that she went to in the operating room to take care of her. Come on, somebody. We get back to the room. We get back to the room. It's cold in this room, right? They charge $10 per blanket. Another lady come around the corner, member of Linked Up Church. Come on, bring in warm blankets like dust. Come on, somebody, just bring in warm blankets in there as she needs them at no cost. All I'm telling you today is that when you're a disciple and you want to live out his legacy, he will divinely and supernaturally orchestrate your life and things in your life where people will be at the right place at the right time to do exactly what it is you need them to do to get you where it is that you are trying to go and get there as the, at the highest level possibly known to man, glory to God. There are benefits in being a disciple. And this is the legacy that he left is that we walk like him, we live like him, we talk like him, we sing like him. Come on, somebody. We mimic him on this earth. It's not all future. Verse 27 says, but I promise you this, there are some of you standing here right now who will not die. Until you have witnessed the presence and the power of God's kingdom, right? what He's simply saying is, some of you you will not leave this earth until you have seen God's power manifest in your life, and until you've seen His kingdom manifest in your life. Somebody missed that right there. See, see I'm talking. About, it doesn't mean sickness can't hit your body. Weapons form, but they can't prosper. Oh, Jesus, right, come on, come on. We go, we, we go through everything that the world goes through. We don't go through it the same way because our Lord and Savior said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. David said, I've been young and I've been old and I have never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed out begging bread. Come on, I need some believers in this place. To, I need somebody to understand this today. When you are a true disciple, you will not leave this earth without experiencing his power and his kingdom realm. If he needs to, he will send a donkey to your house with a jug around his neck. Come on, somebody. And it will have the provision that you need right on the inside of it. Come on, words have power. Say no weapon, no weapon formed against me, formed against me will prosper, will prosper ever. ever. Come on, somebody. Come on. Say it one more time with your chest. Because some of you all are going through something right now, and you need to know that. It's a weapon that formed, but it will not prosper against you. Say it again. Say, no weapon, no weapon formed, against me formed against me will prosper will ever. Ever. Somebody give God some glory for that today. Ever. It's not all future. One thing Jesus wanted his disciples to understand is that not all eternal things are future things. In other words, there would be blessings for them now as they serve Jesus according to the terms of his discipleship. Folks, one time I got fired from a job, and one week later, a whole year's salary was on my front porch. Because we're going to suffer in life wrongfully. It's a part of bearing the cross. You're never going to be greater than your teacher. That's what being a student is. A student is someone who is willing to go through what his teacher went through to get what his teacher has. So you won't escape it. But what you have is him as an example of how you'll come out of it. See, on Friday, it looked over. But on Sunday... Come on, somebody. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. I came to tell somebody it's morning time. It's time to get up and give God glory for the victory he has already provided. I got to close. Matthew 633 says, so above all, constantly chased after the realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness that proceeds from him, then all of these less important things will be given to you in abundance. So see, while you're taking care of God's business, God is out taking care of your business. Come on, while you're singing, serving, come on, somebody worshiping, ministering angels are out there just working on your behalf to add things that you need. And not just add them, but add them in abundance. I came to tell somebody, this is too great of a salvation to pass up. Matthew 19, 29 says, New Living Translation, and everyone who has given up houses or brothers or sisters, or father, or mother, or children, or property for my sake will receive a hundred times as much in return. Other translation says, in this life and in the life to come, eternal salvation. That's too good to pass up. So you mean to tell me if I deny myself, he'll give me back a hundred? That's an investor. Right, if you heard that, right, if you heard give this and you'll get 100 times greater, how many of y'all are investing in that? Uh, y'all missed that right there. How many of y'all would invest in that, right? You mean tell me if I stop smoking, I stop drinking, I stop sexing, I stop clubbing, I stop hanging out, I don't cheat on my wife, I stay loyal to my marriage, I save myself for marriage, I'm going to get 100 times greater? Sign me up. I said, sign me up. But what Satan wants you to think is that you're going to miss out on a lot of fun. But he's never going to show you what's really behind that curtain. So give yourself away for Christ. You can stand to your feet. Give yourself away for Christ and his people. Don't concern yourself with earthly goods. These are the terms of discipleship. Seek his kingdom and his righteousness, and everything you've been chasing after will be added to you on earth and then eternal life beyond that. There's no one with common sense and any degree of smartness that would ever pass up that opportunity. Any degree of that wouldn't pass that up. So Jesus left us a legacy to follow. The question to us is, are you a follower or are you a disciple? See, there are Christians in here today who need to respond because you've been following at a distance. And he's calling you closer to be a disciple. Hallelujah. Can we just all lift our hands and worship him for a moment? I I sense the Spirit of God doing something in this place. Just go ahead and worship him right there. Because he may be speaking right to you right now. That might be you. All right? You've been following from a distance. But now he's calling you to take that next step be a disciple. So Jesus gives us his terms if we are to become a disciple. It has to be done according to his word and according to his way. So I'm challenging people all across this room and in this and that are watching online to choose wisely today. Make the decision to deny yourself. Like Simon, make the decision to take up your cross daily. It'll benefit you and your children. Follow Christ. Make the decision to don't ever be ashamed of Jesus. The result of that is that you will enjoy blessings now. Doesn't mean that you won't have challenges. It's just you'll have him to go with you through those challenges. Praise God. I trust that this message has touched your heart today. Listen, we don't claim to have all the answers, but we do know one answer, and his name is Jesus Christ. So if you don't have a personal relationship with him today, we wanna invite you to do so. Or maybe you had one with him, but you've just gotten away, and you're desiring to come back to Christ today. I wanna lead you in a simple prayer today. If you would, repeat this after me. Put your hand over your heart and say these words. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that He died, rose from the grave, and He is alive right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. As a result of what I've confessed with my mouth and what I believe in my heart, I am right now born again and in right standing with God. In Jesus' name. Praise God. We are so excited for you. We believe that today is the first day of the rest of your life. Congratulations. We are so excited that you made the decision to
0: get connected to God. Thank you for listening today. If this message encouraged or inspired you in any way, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and leave a review too. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit us at linkedupchurch.com or download the Linked Up Church app. You can also watch live services, view past messages, and see our dynamic content for children, youth, and teens on our Facebook and YouTube pages. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Linked Up Church. And if you would like to support more of what we're doing, you can give online at linkedupchurch.com or text Get Connected to 9400. Thanks again for listening. Have an amazing week, and we look forward to connecting with you.